This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. As you heard in Bob's News, the provincial government is planning to replace existing plans for the Relief Line subway and build a subway spanning Ontario Place to the Ontario Science Centre. And it claims it could build the much longer line at the same price and complete it years earlier than the current plan. So the original Relief Line or the existing Relief Line plan from Pape to Queen remains in place, but it will be extended north to the Science Centre and west to Ontario Place. The province says that would cost about $10.9 billion. It also plans to build the Young North subway extension from Finch to Richmond Hill at an estimated $5.6 billion, a three-stop Scarborough subway extension, and an extension of the Eglinton Crosstown to Pearson Airport. No question this is an extremely ambitious plan, which, by the way, as you also heard, the Mayor of Toronto, John Tory, says that he was not consulted or even informed about. So right now, let's go to Transportation Minister Jeff Urich. Hello, Minister Urich. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? Fine. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, this is extremely ambitious. Uh, I guess congratulations are in order. Thank you. This is a historic day. It's a great news day for not only those uh, in Toronto, but the GTHA as a whole is as this will uh, be a focal point in our regional transportation network. So it is extremely ambitious, and you're saying that you can build the much longer line at about the same price, which means cheaper and faster. How is the provincial government able to do that? Well, there's a number of of things that uh, we are are putting forward. Uh, We can amortize the cost, so it makes it uh, uh, easier to put more money into our investment. Uh, we can streamline the process to uh, make utilities put us as a priority project, uh, but we're also going to be uh, using different technology uh, on the on the interior line uh, to start with, which means we don't have to dig as bigger as big as a hole in the ground. Uh, we're using a lighter car, uh, which we can move much faster and therefore move more people, and a different rail than the current uh, heavy track that's in the old subway station. That's old technology. So if we can utilize the newer technology. Um, we're able to actually build it faster and, and come in at a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. And are you convinced that all this newer technology uh, will uh, be available on time? Of course, we all know, you know, Bombardier streetcars, not delivered, all of that kind of stuff. Sure. You know, this is technology that's already being used elsewhere in the world. Uh, Toronto is, is a little bit behind with uh, expansion of the subway system. It's, it's, it's a system fault. They haven't been able to build it. But technology has changed. So we need to change with the technology and incorporate it into our, our new builds. And at the end of the day, it's going to provide a subway system uh, quicker and cheaper. So this is, it's a win-win all around. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, you know, you'll forgive me if it almost looks too good to be true. So how did you come up also with the plan so quickly? Uh, well, we've been working on it uh, with uh, Metrolink staff, uh, utilizing the plans the city has already put together and, uh, our special advisor, Michael Lindsay, who uh, 
is an expert on infrastructure projects and and we've come together with a plan and and as I said, utilizing the newer technology uh, to get it got, get get this built and and I understand people being skeptical. I mean, it's been decades since they have a major transportation project has has been off the ground and built in this city and and you know it's just the system uh, isn't working and uh, we're making that change and we're going to have this built for the for the people of Toronto and the GTHA. And can you also explain to me because uh, I heard the premier saying that in terms of the province's powers to get uh, approvals and to make sure they have the right land and all of that. Can you just go over that how uh, that can be streamlined because it's your level of government? Well, certainly. I mean, we have the legislative powers to uh, to uh, enhance or, or hasten the the progress of the construction, but you know, we can also uh, order the utility companies to put us as a priority, as opposed to they'll get around to us when they when they want slowing up projects. So the other thing is, it takes the ha- the uh, the discussion out of the hands of the city council, um, which over the decades keeps bringing back the same project over and over and over to relitigate, uh, discuss at the council chambers. And we also have the funds available to make this happen. It's it's a combination of events that uh, will enable us to uh, have this built at a, a quicker time frame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in terms of the city and the mayor, he said that he was not even informed what would be announced. Is that right? And, and why did it happen like that? Well, we've been working with the city of Toronto for the last uh, five months on this project. We've come up with the terms of reference to proceed with the upload. We've had uh, over 21 meetings with uh, city staff and, and our staff and Metrolink staff at, uh, at uh, putting this together. A couple of weeks ago, we delivered uh, uh, the letter to the council outlining our plans for the four, four areas. And so they've been very much uh, a part of the process. Um, you know, Mayor Tory is on the same page as us. We both want to build transit. We both focused on the rider. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to work with them. It's a, it's a great partnership we're, we're reforming, and it's going to continue as we, we build these uh, four new projects, but also as we continue with the upload. Well, it doesn't seem like a great partnership if he, uh, in, uh, you know, a bit of a peak, w- wouldn't even show up there. Well, I mean, he had a great conversation with uh, Mayor, our Premier Ford last night. Uh, uh, you know, it's not like we're not speaking to one another. I mean, you'd have to... Uh, have a discussion with him why why he wasn't at that announcement. I mean, we had the other regional mayors there uh, from the York region, and uh, they're all pretty excited to get the young extension built. Uh, people in Tobacco are excited to get the uh, Eglinton expansion, and of course Scarborough. Uh, uh, having a three-stop built uh, for Scarborough is, is just is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And and again to the price tag. So new technology usually is not less expensive. It's usually more I- expensive. I mean, I get that you don't have to dig as deep, but uh, you know, are, are these contracts kind of nailed down? And how how is that going to work? Well, no, I, I mean. I mean, newer technology, fresh fresh out of the box, of course, is expensive. But over time, this new technology actually drives down the cost, and and that's what uh, we're seeing with uh, uh, utilizing this new technology. But Infrastructure Ontario is going to uh, be stepping in to uh, put these contracts together, uh, and we expect that uh, uh, they will be able to uh, deliver the projects on time and and on budget, or hopefully under budget. But uh, uh, you know, utilizing this technology is actually going to allow us to build quicker and cheaper. 
Okay. And also in terms of, you know, anybody who tries to get around this city, it's, it's basically an, a nightmare. And a lot of the cause of the nightmare is construction. What can we expect in terms of the disruption and all of that? Well, I mean, uh, any, any type of construction, of course, uh, uh, there will be some dis- disruptions with uh, people's commute and that. But, uh, you know, we're looking at the big picture of, of building a transit city, uh, uh, system for the next 50 years. Infrastructure Ontario has uh, made it clear that uh, they'll do everything in their power to ensure that there's little of any disruption. And and the the, the short timeline we are going to have to have these projects uh, completed uh, all together is, is going to deliver a system and, and help ease the congestion in our roadways, but give uh, the rider uh, more transit opportunities uh, to get across uh, the region. Let us integrate with the regional transportation networks that's you know, it, it's it's going to be a great investment. It's a great day for Ontario. Uh huh. And uh, I'm assuming you have the commitments from the federal government. Yes, uh, Minister McNaughton's been uh, having discussions uh, with the federal government uh, uh, on uh, their part of the funding and the programs that they have available. They're going quite well with them, and and I can't see why the federal government nor the the local municipalities wouldn't want to be part of this uh, this great uh, in- investment into infrastructure in the in the Toronto region. And those discussions are underway with the city as well? Yeah, well, we've had our terms of reference uh, contacts uh, going on. Uh, we have an, our next meeting is this Friday uh, with uh, city staff and uh, TDC to have our ongoing uh, uh, discussions. And uh, we'll lay out the full program for them and, and start to work on how we can come together with a, a good funding plan. Okay. Transportation Minister Jeff Urich, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we are going to get to the opposition transportation critic, but let's take a couple of calls before we get to Jessica Bell. We've got Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Good morning. I'm listening to this, and I smell a rat. This okay. is just a grab. I see various friends of various people getting contracts, I mean, if it's going to be boring machines, I don't see what difference it makes whether you're down 20 feet or down 80 feet. Um, And this is simply going to cost us more money at the end of the day. And the problem is, as somebody who was on the subway the first day it ran in 1954, uh, what I'm going to say, you can't get on the subway if you're in the city now. So what this is going to do, this is simply, I think, to buy votes for the people outside the GTA because the rest of us can't get on the subway during normal hours. Well, right, but this is the centerpiece of this is supposedly the relief line. Well, I've heard this before. This is, you know, government has, likes to do two things, upload things and then download the costs. So, you know, this thing, I suspect, will be a disaster. It'll be slower than what has been planned by Tory, and Tory is a very experienced businessman. Unfortunately, Premier Ford, his background is in distribution of pot. So I'm sorry, I just don't see that this is going to be any better. This is going to be worse than what we've currently got with Mayor Tory. Okay, Pat, thanks for that. Thank you. Okay. Well, he ran a company. Is I'm not even going to go there, okay? Uh, let's bring in Jessica Bell, who is the NDP transportation critic. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Uh, what do you make of these plans? I mean, on paper, they look amazing. 
Uh, yes, uh, I'm, you know, like every transit rider out there, uh, I'm very concerned about the state of transit today. Uh, I'm um, concerned about uh, this announcement because I'm skeptical that uh, it will actually improve my commute and the commute of transit riders all across our region. Okay, well, if this actually get built, your uh, University Rosedale, uh, why wouldn't it improve, improve your commute? Well, this is what we do know. We know that the City of Toronto has spent many years uh, coming up with plans and over $200 million dollars. Uh, to build important projects like the relief line. Uh, now that uh, Doug Ford has come in to upload the subway and start from scratch again, we now know that uh, transit planning has been set back. All we have now are lines on a map. That is not going to improve transit riders' commute any time in the near future. Well, he's saying that the uh, existing plan for the relief line from Pape to Queen remains in place, that he's just going to build more. Yes. Uh, What I understand is that um, there are some key differences. Uh, One of the big ones is that some of the line uh, will be uh, um, above ground as opposed to over ground. When you change plans uh, that dramatically, it does mean you need to go back to the drawing board, do the environmental assessments again, talk to the experts, talk to the TTC, uh, talk to city councillors, talk to residents uh, before you move forward with planning. That's how responsible planning works. And so I fear that uh, we are going backwards and not forwards. You know, I, I, ride, the trans- I ride transit every single day. I uh, take line two, I take line one. And right now, when you're a transit rider, uh, your daily experience is stress, Mm -hmm. uh, discomfort, uh, and overcrowding. And uh, in two days from now, uh, and in two years from now, and maybe even 10 years from now, this plan wouldn't do nothing to improve our commute. A very sensible way to improve our commute all across our region is for all levels of government to A, work together, and B, uh, invest in uh, the TTC now so we can have immediate service improvements. That's not what this government said they were well, going the, to Well, the relief line wouldn't be immediate. I mean, again, they're saying that they're going to keep the existing plan, Pape to Queen, and get it done quicker and expand on it. I mean, you know, if they deliver on that, what's the problem with it? Well, this government makes a lot of announcements. But when these announcements see the cold light of day and experts and planners and the TTC get to look at them and really do that important number crunching, the plan doesn't often add up. And I fear that all the work the city has done on planning and moving forward and doing the environmental assessment, that's essentially been thrown into a garbage can and we are starting again. And what that means is that projects like the relief line will be delayed. I have a hard time seeing it other than that, because that's what happens when you start again. Okay, let's take a call from Philip in Toronto. Hi, Philip. Hello, uh, Olivia and Jessica. How are you today? We're fine. Go ahead. It's my first time uh, ever on the show. Okay, Uh, we've got to give you the bell. Hang on. Okay. there we go. Welcome. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Uh, my my comment and question is: I think it's good that we're going to build on transit, but the other thing is, I'm also in a wheelchair. So, are they going to make it? Are they going to make more subways uh, wheelchair accessible, or what are they going to do? 
Well, that's a very good question. I'm assuming they will because that's the rules now. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I let the minister go and didn't ask him that. But I'm assuming they will. Um, that's an excellent question. I can also assume that new transit lines uh, will be accessible um, if and when they're built. Uh, what is a key issue right now is that the um, large portions of the TTC are not accessible for people who have difficulty getting around. And the reason is because all levels of government, especially the province, have not been putting the critical maintenance and operations funding in to make these subway stops uh, uh, accessible, meaning they have elevators, uh, and that is that is a big that is a big problem, and and this government does need to move forward on that. Okay, oh. um, uh, I guess uh, uh, the best I can tell you there, Philip, is that we, we'll try to nail that down. Though right now, I mean the the law is that you're supposed to build your new build, making it accessible. Philip, thanks for your call, and and thank you for reminding us about that problem. Appreciate um, it. Can I ask you one quick question? Uh, very quick. Um, how do you get a hold of the traffic line if you're trying to call into a track and leave a traffic tip? Uh, we'll have to get a producer to talk to you about that. Okay. Uh, I am uh, going to let you go, Jessica Bell, the NDP transportation critic. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, and let's bring in Councillor Mike Layton. Hi, Councillor. Mike, are you there? I am. Okay, uh, what is your reaction to this announcement? I mean, if, if anything, it sounds great. It sounds perhaps a little too good to be true. Well, if I had to put it in terms of a announcement on the TDC, it would be, please expect further delays. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is just what it is. This is another one of those another one of those times when uh, a senior order of government has said, "Scrap what you've been working on. Pencils down. Hey, I got a new idea. Have I got an idea for you?" Uh, someone's drawn on the back of a napkin. Uh, yet another transit plan for Toronto, and they're saying uh, and they're saying we can do it. In less time, we can do it for less money. Uh, we can get this done for you. Uh, uh, and, and, and what a great dream this would be. Uh, subways and tra- a transit system isn't built on the back of a napkin. It's advised by experts. Uh, you put time into considering and into designing and uh, into the design of these things before uh, you start making promises that you can't possibly keep. And that's what's really unfortunate. Look, we love that the Premier is talking about funding transit. Just fund the right transit. We're halfway through some of uh, planning some of these lines. Let us finish them. Well, he said that he is keeping the plans for the relief line from Pape to Queen. Do you not believe him there? Well, when he said there's some new technology coming that 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 would probably involve a changing in alignment because the, the that dotted line on on his map certainly does, doesn't appear to be the uh, the original alignment. Uh, when he when he's talking about these ways of building it faster, uh, that requires now more time to go back and redesign what we've already done, uh, and that is that's the worry. We've wasted money, and now we'll waste more time on on something that we don't even know uh, what what the where where will where it'll be yet? So, but he's also saying he's going to get it done faster. Is it just bluster? So we asked. I asked city staff last week, 
it's like, like we're talking experts. He didn't get, uh, he's not an expert on building these things, right? Neither is Metrolinx. Metrolinx uh, is a small transit agency compared to the TTC. The TTC are the ones that do work on, on planning these lines. Uh, when we asked city staff, is there any way you could, have, you could be moving faster on the downtown relief line? They said no. They said, we have been moving as fast as we could to this point. They have to identify, in order to cost out the plan, you need to identify what, what land along the alignment you need, to, uh, you need to purchase or expropriate. There are pay, pay, hundreds of pages of documents of land, of little pieces of land that need to be picked up. The only way of determining what something like this costs is by doing that work. The only way of determining uh, where, what the alignment is, how deep you have to go, is by knowing the technology. Well, those, like, those are some of the basic questions that aren't answered at this stage. All we have are lines on a map and promises uh, that, that he can accomplish things that we already know he can't accomplish. He was, uh, he was talking about the province having more powers to do things like expropriate and to make, uh, you know, the other companies, cable companies or whatnot, uh, give priority to the projects that they simply have more power to make it happen quickly. Uh, Do you dispute that? Well, I'm not sure what powers he he wants to do. If it's disregarding pieces of the environmental assessment legislation that require consultation, that require some kind of analysis, I'm not sure how, how, how smart that in fact is. Um, if there's uh, a faster way to expropriate land, uh, that is sh- sure. But you don't necessarily need to tell us to change the line in order to give us that support. Like, why, support us as in, in accomplishing the plans that the city has set up to do. I don't agree with some of the plans that, uh, that the city has put in place, but I agree with the, that the city's the best people to plan and to deliver the projects rather than uh, having the province come in and redraw, the, redraw our subway map. Uh, what do you say to them saying, well, we're, we're kind of there, see, glad we took it out of city council's hands, so, hands, so no more dithering is. But what dithering? The, 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 the only, the only thing that, it, that stopped the, the, the new Scarborough, uh, uh, LRT from opening this year instead of sometime in 2020 something, uh, a subway is gonna maybe be, uh, developed. The only thing, was connected to Ford, was Ford and his brother, who was mayor at the time, that stopped that project. The biggest delay that we've had in building transit in the city of Toronto has been the Fords. And then on top of that, the Scarborough subway has never lost a vote at council. And yes, it's come back at council when it hits certain different stages of design because we want to know how much we're, we're going to pay for it. That's perfectly reasonable uh, to say that bring it back when you've hit a certain stage so that we know what it'll cost, so that we know how to fund it. Uh, and the reality is, like every time we go back to the drawing board, it's just costing more money and it's costing more time. Like we are seeing, we're, we're, we're going to see through this a further delay in Scarborough, likely a further delay in the downtown relief line. This is not accomplishing anything except for drawing longer lines on a map and saying you're going to do it for less money. And anything else that you would like to leave us with on this? Look, if you if you ride public transit, if you drive on a Toronto street, you know that we need to make enormous investments in public transit. Now, that might not always mean a subway in all locations. It might mean underground in some, above ground in others. But you got to agree with the one thing that that we shouldn't have further delays. We have had debate on these items. We will have debate again, but we need to move forward with plans, not scrap plans altogether, waste the money that's gone into them, 
uh, to start to start anew only based on 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 these very weak and transparent promises uh, that we're getting from the premier now okay councillor mike layton thank you so much i'm sure that we will be following up on this appreciate your time well thank you have a good day you too okay let's take a call from diane in toronto hi diane hi libby thank you for taking my call when i was 16 i had to start taking the subway to get to university and over the five years, uh, increasing uh, concern was expressed with the crowding at Young and Bloor more and more every year. And they started talking about a relief line. I am now 67 years old, retired, and they're still talking about a relief line. Yep. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> you know, and it's like, obviously, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. I no longer take the transit system. I haven't for years and years. But it, it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know what Ford's doing, but whatever City Hall was doing, it, uh, clearly it hasn't been working, you know, over the space of 50-some years and uh, still nothing. Um, uh, good luck. That's all I have to say to Toronto. Good luck. Okay, good luck. That's all we say, too. Diane, thanks for that. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.